Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the uh, Drunk Gossip Studios here in Chile, New York City. Um, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, so that of course means mimosas today. Um, I, I'm putting together a list of conspiracy theories, the best of the best conspiracy theories for an upcoming episode. If you have one that you really like that you think should make the list... Email me at ed at authoredanderson.com and I will try to make sure that that gets on the list for you. So, um, moving on from, from that, let's talk about Samantha B. Um, in case I didn't make my feelings about her last week very clear, I love her. Um, she does a fabulous show. Um, she she's usually spot on. And what I particularly like is, even though I I agree with her politically, she doesn't just go after Republicans. She goes after both um, Republicans and Democrats, and she she has no shame. So when the whole feckless C word came up last week. The controversy came up last week, I should say. Um, I wasn't really surprised. She she said the C word multiple times on her show. Um, in fact, I was a little bit surprised that there was any kind of controversy at all. I think if she had, if she hadn't been, I addressing Ivanka directly, I don't think there would be any controversy at all because no one would really know because no one would be surprised that she said that word. And that's exactly what she says in her apology this week, um, on her show this week. Uh, Basically, she said, hey, you know, I've said this word many times, you know, I apologize, I'm very sorry to Ivanka and anyone I may have offended, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, she, she makes jokes. It's a comedy show. Um, and I really can't stress that enough. You don't take Colbert seriously. You don't take um, The Daily Show seriously. These, even if they're dealing with real stories... They're still comedies. And sometimes comedy will go over the line. And, you know, I, I've been trying to um, I've been trying to let people know exactly why I'm okay with what she said. It's not because I agree with her, because there's been plenty of people that I agree with politically that I, I've called out. I think the reason why I don't the reason why I don't believe that she should be fired is mostly because TBS allowed it to air. Now this isn't one of those things where she was live and then said it and TBS didn't have a chance to censor her. The show was pre-taped went through the editing process, went through the censor process, 
TBS knew exactly what was going to be said. Uh, the conspiracy part of me would argue that TBS wanted this controversy. Now, I can hear you asking why they want controversy. Controversy equals higher ratings. I'd almost place a bet that that's what Roseanne was going for. Um, when she made her her career... In, I, I keep calling it career ending. I don't think her career is actually over. Um, but when, when she made that show ending tweet... Um, you know, it, the controversy would have swelled for a little while and then died off. And, you know, Samantha B. lost a couple of advertisers. Roseanne might have lost a couple of advertisers. But ultimately, they would have been back when, you know, Roseanne got a 6.0 for her premiere. Um, so I'm guessing that that's what's going to happen with Samantha B. Her, her ratings will probably swell for a little bit. And then with the midterm elections, she might actually be able to carry that um, through the end of the year. I will be right back. Okay, I'm back. And after a couple of weeks of really heavy gossip, I wanted to do something a little bit lighter, a little bit more fun, a little bit more diva-ish. So, um... Just uh, before before I go in, I just want to address something. Um, I got a couple of emails upset with me that I didn't um, specify what I was drinking um, in the Women of Gossip episode. I really just felt like it was disrespectful um, to do something like that um, during the first segment was about Kate Spade and, and, and her suicide and it just didn't feel right. Um, and then, you know, after talking about suicide, that that's a really, really heavy subject. And I just didn't feel like it was appropriate to, um, go on with the normal campy stuff. Um, this time, you know, the Samantha Bee controversy, it's not really that heavy. Um, I know some people were offended by it. Um, but it, it it's not a trigger warning. Um... So I felt like it was okay to say what I was drinking this time. Um, for those who didn't like that, I'm very sorry. Sometimes there will be gossip items where I'm not able to. Um, but now let's get to the good stuff. Um, and speaking of drinking, well, not even really drinking, let's be honest. Um, Mariah Carey revealed that she prefers to bathe in milk. Now, when... When you're as rich as she is, I mean, Mariah Carey has to be worth north of $200 million by now, um, between all of her projects, plus her Vegas residency, she, she has it made, let's, let's just be honest about that right now, um, Mariah Carey does not have to worry about anything for the rest of her life, um, but... Moving on from that, um, you know, like, she was doing this interview, and the interviewer was asking her about her diva-ishness. I don't even know if that's a word. Um, 
And, but she copped to it. She said yes. You know, there were some things where she was like, you know, I don't like... Like, there was a rumor a while ago that she wanted um, 20 dubs and 20 white caps. And it was allegedly part of her rider. She says that that wasn't true. She doesn't even like cats. And, you know, this is one of those times when I'm kind of um, believing her. Like, I don't... Like, there's no reason for her to lie at this point. We all know she's a diva. We all know... Um... That basically, she will be outrageous. That's why we love her. Um... But it's just like, I want to get to that point where... You know, I can bathe in coconut milk. Or I even regular milk. I can't even afford to go down to the store and buy a damn regular gallon of milk. Let alone bathe in it. You know, so it's it's really astounding to me. And, you know, and she says regular, um, if she has to bathe in water, it has to be mineral water. Regular water won't do. In fact, I think the, the, the quote is something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing, so please um, don't be angry if I, if I get it wrong, but it was something along the lines of, and a pinch mineral water will do. Like, I'm bathing in the water of the Hudson over here, and you're bathing in mineral water? Share some of that wealth with me, honey. Like, I will, I will go out and tweet you and, and, and praise you and whatever else I have to do. I can figure out how to write a hip-hop song. I, I, I don't know how, but I'll figure it out. Um... You know, and I was talking about this uh, before my radio scoop last night, and you know, but one of the people that I was talking, to, she said, "You know, I prefer my singers more down to earth." No, sorry, I don't. I want them to be outlandish. I want them to be over the top and crazy. First of all, it's just more fun for me to cover. But more than that. It allows me a glimpse into the real Jackie Collins world. And isn't that what we all really want? I'll be right back. Alright guys, I'm back. <laughs> and the speeding train that is this Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande relationship keeps plugging ahead. Um, you know, no one can really know what, what's going on inside a relationship except for the two people that are involved in it. But, on the other hand, maybe we can now? Um, I, I know that sounds really, really silly and strange, but let me explain. When a couple is together, people around them kind of get a sense of, of what's really going on. You know, whether it's good times or bad times or whatever. With um, with Pete and Ariana, I think they're trying too hard. It's like Taylor Swift kind of backed off of her her crazy odd relationship shit. And Ariana Grande just picked up the 
the slack. And yes, Mandy, I hear you screaming, damn it, Taylor Swift. And I think we can all agree to that. Um, but so, okay, last week we talked about how um, Pete Davidson got Ariana Grande tattoos. Now, they're joking about having kids. Now, I do have to stress that this, as far as we know, this was only a joke. Um, but, I, the, the, the straight men that I know worry about having kids. They don't joke about it. They don't put that into the universe. Um, one of my dearest friends got mad at me because I was joking about, um, him and his fiance having kids. And baby Violet will be born in September. Yay. But, um, more than that, though, like, you know, obviously he knows I didn't really cause them to have a baby, but what I really think that this all boils down to is more of a, um, just a weird thing, like, you know, what happened to, like, couples playing the coy game, like, maybe we're together, maybe we're not, and then confirming that they're together, and just kind of building from there, and I'm not the only one who thinks that this is weird, there's a, um, I don't remember the title of it right now, um, but there was a blind item up on Blind Gossip that kind of dealt with this whole issue head on. And they said that they're not laughing. Like, family and friends are not laughing about this. They're really worried. He's not sober at this point. Um, you know, uh, let me just re- um, remind you that just because... Everyone believes that this is that the blind item was about Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Doesn't mean that it was. It could have been about other people. But I'm pretty sure it was about Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande just because of the wording. Um, you know, and I didn't realize until I read the article about them joking about kids. Ariana Grande just broke up with her boyfriend a week before her and Pete Davidson started dating. So, Pete Davidson had just broke up with his girlfriend. Ariana Grande just broke up with her boyfriend. And now they're, like, uber in love. Either they were fooling around beforehand. Or this is the fakest of fake relationships. And we're being punked. And if we're being punked, couldn't they find a couple with more chemistry? Like... Give me Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt punking us. Now, that would be something I would want to see and cover. Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson are not something I want to cover. I would rather just pretend like... Okay, Pete Davidson is hot. And Ariana Grande is not going anywhere. She's probably going to be the next generation's Mariah Carey. So I would still have to cover them. But I would rather cover them for... Working on their careers and doing, you know, big things. And let let the established stars do this crazy shit. At this point in your career, you should not be doing crazy shit to get attention. That's my job. I'll be right back. So, let's talk about Sandra Bullock. I love her. Um, she's just one of those actresses who... 
doesn't seem to make a misstep ever. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure she has. I, and, you know, I'm not talking about movies, but I'm, you know, she's just one of those really class acts that's a real person. So even if she makes a misstep, you don't really notice it because you, you're rooting for her. Um, the year she won her Oscar for The Blind Side, she also won a Razzie for, um, I keep wanting to call the movie All About Steve, but I don't think that's the right name for it. Um, but she actually went to the ceremony, she went to the Razzie ceremony and picked up the statue and made a speech. And when she was asked about it, she was like, you gotta take the good with the bad. You know, I... I gave the best performance and the worst performance this year, you know. And I'm proud of my work and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she, she's always been America's sweetheart ever since Speed. Ever, people love her. You know, they, they're rooting for her. And when it came out that her husband was cheating on her, and she found out, like, literally right after she won her Oscar, um... She really cemented her status as America's sweetheart. And, you know, people were pissed and like, how could he do this to her? And she just took it all in stride. Um, and it, that just really always stuck with me. And then ever since then, she, she's worked, but it's been so sporadically. Um, but now she's doing Ocean's 8. And people are calling it her comeback vehicle. Can you come back if you never really went away? Um, I guess that's uh, that's uh, should be the thesis of an op-ed sometime. Um, in this case, though, she was being asked about uh, um, her feelings on the all-female Ghostbusters, and, and she didn't shy away from it. She said that she was really it really upset her that um, Melissa McCarthy. Um, Kate McKinnon. Oh, Kate McKinnon, I love her. Um, Chris and Meg and the entire cast was really talented. You have five of the best comedians in the world. And, but because they were all female, there was this misogynistic backlash. And her, her um, co-star Aquafina kind of piped in and said the same thing. Like, yeah, like, it's not cool. You know, watch the movie and then go on Reddit and bash it. Um, and I I watched the new Ghostbusters. It, I, I watched the original Ghostbusters. I didn't think that was great. I didn't think that the new one was great. But I will say that it was not as bad as everyone said it was. And I do think that there was a backlash because um, it was an all-female cast. It, if they had replaced... The, the females with males, nobody would have blinked an eye. You know, if Melissa McCarthy was Channing Tatum, there would not have been this amount of hatred for the movie. Why do I say that? Because it, the bro comedy was still there. It was just with females. And that's what, you know, I was having a conversation about comedy and like... My sense of humor doesn't always match up with everyone else's. I mean, how could you tell from the last 20 or so episodes of this podcast? Um, but 
there's a market for it. How do I know there's a market for it? Because my sensibility is very in line with, like, Cougar Town and um, Kathy Lee and Hoda. And, and shows like that. And, you know, maybe, you know, Cougar Town wasn't a smash hit or anything, but it lasted 101 episodes. And it was saved by TBS after it was canceled by ABC. Networks don't cancel shows that aren't going to get it. And here, you know, the thing about the Ghostbusters thing and Sandra Bullock is they were trying to do something fresh and new with an IP that was already known. And maybe that's what we need to really start looking at. I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm back. And I want to talk about civility. Um, you know, and I'm not Samantha B. I'm not John Stewart. I will try to make this funny, but I don't know if I'll be able to. Um, so, in her apology last night, Samantha B. acknowledged that there were commenters and people just saying that, you know, people like her need to remember civility. And she fired back at them and said, well, civility is more than nice words. It's nice actions. And she's completely right about that, you know? Um, here in New York City, in, in the building where I live, we hold the door for one another. We acknowledge one another's presence. We don't always have full-blown conversations. We don't... You know, I'm not... I, I don't speak two languages, unfortunately, so um, that really does put a damper on some conversations. But I, you know, even the ones who do speak English, even my neighbors who do speak English, I'm not getting involved in a three-hour-long conversation with them about their baby mama drama. I'm just not. But that doesn't take away from the fact that we still hold the door for one another. We still say hello to one another. Um, when Mandy was here, she even noted that New Yorkers are a lot nicer than what people say they are. And, and that it is true. New Yorkers are some of the nicest people I've ever met. And the least judgmental. You know, when I was, um, when I was dating... Not, I'm talking like I'm not dating anymore. I'm, trust me, I'm, I'm still trying to date anyways. <sighs> Scott Evans moved to New York and married me. Like, that would just make life so much easier. Um, but when I, when I was dating he who does not exist, we would walk through New York holding hands, and nobody, nobody batted an eye. No one said anything. And what bothers me about the civility comments are these are the same people who called Hillary Clinton that same word that um, they claim to be so offended that Samantha B used. And it's it, this certainly doesn't go for all conservatives or Republicans, but there's such a hypocrisy. And do as I say, not as I do. You can call Hillary. I'll see you next Tuesday. 
But we can't call Ivanka that. Now, normally, I would argue that Ivanka has done nothing. Like, she's not a public person. But she is. She is her father's most senior advisor. Which is weird in itself. Um, she chose to live her life in the public eye. That makes her a target for that. Um, Baron, on the other hand, does not live in the public eye, and he's under the age of 18, and should never, never be a target. You know, comedians want to say something about Melania. She's first lady. Technically, she's in the public eye. She chose to remain. Um, So I'm okay with that. Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, Trump himself, they're all fair game. Um, Tiffany, not fair game. Because she doesn't, li- she doesn't choose to live her life in the public eye. She, she chooses to be under the radar, which I respect. Um, but, you know, the, the same people who are crying, oh, you know, you leave his kids alone, are the same ones who are going after um, Obama's kids. You know, always, always making some sort of comment about them. So, you know, you can say that you've grown, but you haven't, because the next time there's a Democrat in the office, you're going to do the same damn thing. Show us. Show us that you've grown. Show us ability. Then you can lecture me about that. And that's going to do it for this episode. I uh, will probably see you next week. So cheers until then. Bye.